Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, We'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Before we get started with this week's edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, draft Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real live NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SD Sports. You gotta use the promo code SD Sports to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SD Sports. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason you do not like Draft, they are offering a $100 money-back guarantee. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now. But you have to use the promo code SDSPORTS. Void or prohibited must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the always-pressing PGA DFS Podcast. 
Lay. Kayla's in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic. We are one man down as Bucks is traveling for business, busy guy that he is these days, but we will hold it down for you just nicely. Uh, introducing my co-host, as always, Jesse. How we doing, man? Doing all right, buddy. Uh, I'm a little sad today, though, because you passed me in Junkies League. Well, there's only one guy in front of me, so it's really not that difficult. I know. So. Hey, second place, dude. Second place. <laughs> well, going into last week, me, you, and Bucks were like all in the top 13 or something. Wow. So the, the AP pod's doing some work. Yeah, number 17, Hideki bit me. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, still, hey, in that contest, I know you don't you don't care, but 17's pretty darn good because that's some ferocious stuff. Yeah, it is. It's sharps. But, uh, yeah, we will get into that. Let's let's recap the players as we just kind of hinted at it. Webb Simpson, you know, some say it was boring because Webb's not the most, you know, interactive and, and loud guy that people like to see. But he was outstanding. He did really, really, really well. Big uh, Friday. You were tweeting about the impressiveness of his round. What did you have from Webb taking down the players? Yeah, the that Friday round, like, <clears throat> he birdied six straight. I think he birdied, like – 10 through 16 or something. Um, and on 15, like he was making all kinds of putts leading up to 15. Well, 15, he hits it long. He actually had a really good shot. It just got a big bounce and went over. And then he makes that coming back up the hill and over top of a hill. And he murdered the murdered it, but it hit dead center in the cup. It just dropped. And I just, you know, I just knew that it was his, you know, it was his week, man. I mean, like when you're making stuff like that, like, you make six birdies in a row, and then he doubled 17, of course. But um, it just it just seemed like his week once he got rolling like that. And, and it basically was because he never really had anybody breathing down his neck after that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Webb last week on the – I thought he was underpriced. Um, but that's the thing about golf, man. Like, if the putter gets hot for one of these guys and he gained – uh, over two shots putting for the week. Um, that's just, it, it's hard to beat, you know, as it, close as these guys are in ball striking and off the tee and everything else. When a putter gets hot like that for a guy, he's just, he can run away with it. It was like that week that Rory won where he just blitzed the field and putting by like three or four strokes. If I think it was something crazy like that. And like you said, Webb did great. And he even lost strokes putting on Sunday. It's just what he did so well the first three days, it didn't even matter. So, yeah, pretty darn impressive there. And, you know, Webb's a guy that we like to give a hard time to in the past because he had the belly putter and then he couldn't putt for a few years. I know everyone's documented that story and all that by now through the weekend. But it is crazy when you actually look at the numbers. He's like top 10 in strokes game putting now. A guy that if we would have said, you know, a year, even a year ago, that, hey, Webb Simpson's going to be one of the best putters on tour, pretty sure we would have all been like, there's not a chance in hell. Like, it's not happening. But um, shout out to Buck's guy. We'll let Buck's uh, – have a victory lap next week when he gets back. Yeah. It'll be a week where it's his boy. I feel bad. He couldn't be on this week to enjoy <laughs> it. He couldn't soak it up. Not here for the Webb Simpson win. Yeah, the big W for Webb. So we'll have to remember to give him his victory lap next Monday night. 
Uh, I got a couple of questions here. We'll get to the next bullet point in a minute, but I was thinking about it today. I saw it from a lot of people over the weekend, a lot of people, especially on Saturday when Tiger was making his charge. Some people were sitting there going, how can this be considered the fifth major when scoring is uh, as low as it is? And to me, it's funny because one guy torched the field, but if you look at it, the average winner has been minus 13 most years, and we had a bunch of 14s and unders. So to me, it felt okay. You had a couple guys go off each day, but overall, it seemed pretty fine. Do you have any problems with these, these scoring we saw this weekend, or is this just kind of maybe some overreactions? But I literally saw it from 20, 30 guys. On yeah, I saw, I saw a bunch of that too. Um, I, I think the big issue this year was just the wind laid down. Um, there was – for Florida on the coast, it, it normally picks up every day, um, and it just wasn't there. And then they, they had the conditions playing pretty easy. I know that the fairways were bouncy, but they weren't like – crazy hard um the greens were kind of bouncy but it wasn't it wasn't unfair by any means um so i think it's just one of those things where kind of a a perfect storm hit you know i don't know if you remember i think it was two years ago at that golf tournament they turned up the heat on the sub air uh friday night into saturday and you basically couldn't hit a green on saturday like the best score was like even par or something for the day and um I think they just learned their lesson from that. Like that, that's not what people like to watch. Uh, and that players, you know, just as well as I did, will bitch about it. So they, I think they've just made it a little bit easier. Um, I, I think another factor with that golf course too is, and I heard this on the telecast was that they've had a mild spring, um, in that it's been kind of cooler. So the grass hasn't fully come in and, and just, it wasn't very penile hitting, missing the fairway. You know I mean? If you just missed the fairway, you're hitting it out of, some rough, but it wasn't very deep. It wasn't very thick. So made scoring even easier that way too. Yeah, no, that, that makes a ton of sense. And I, I enjoy seeing scoring like that. I don't, you know, the U.S. Open to many is fun because, you know, minus one wins or whatever. And right. Yeah, I see the challenge there. I get it. You know, it makes it feel like a bunch of us are out there for a day. But at the same time, I like seeing guys go like, when you have Tiger going on that run, who doesn't like seeing that? Like, yeah. just because it's Webb Simpson, I think, it, I think it's because it was Webb Simpson, people <laughs> got turned off. Like, it could have been almost anybody else, and they were all for it. So, I just want to get your opinion. And it's going to be in March next year where we'll probably get Florida rains and winds, and it could be a whole other atmosphere next right. year. So, we'll kind of we'll play it by ear. But I thought it was fine. It was just one guy towards the field. And, hey, in Tiger's heyday, when he was winning every major by so many strokes, I never heard those comments. So, um, it was just interesting to me okay. there. Okay, let's have some fun with this one. JT bogeying, bogeying 18 to get himself, Spieth, one Tiger Woods, <laughs> and many other into the cut line. Do you think, and I found out that that um, JT and Tiger and the, I think it was Wesley Bryan also bogeyed, they all share the same agency. Um, do you think there's any uh, – did, did JT do it on purpose? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I highly doubt that in the moment he was aware that he was moving. Yeah, the I, d- I doubt it too. <laughs> uh, it, it took, it took him and Spieth both bogeying because yeah. the, the, they needed two to, to fall back. Um, yeah, I mean, look, just looking at his, it doesn't look like he, I mean, unless he just purposely hit one fat going into the green, I, I, I highly doubt it, but. Yeah, that's some conspiracy theory shit right there, especially since Tiger, man, he just blew up on the weekend. 
Well, the reason why I might, and honestly, yes, I don't think he did it on purpose in the moment. <laughs> how, how the heck do you know that this is what, what it's going to take? Right. Unless you're like, unless you're really so zoned out of your actual golf game. But um, it was tilting because I had six to six go through to the weekend and, and I thought it was going to be good. But all those guys at minus one that came in, because I didn't have any guy at minus one. I would have six to six when it was minus two. And all the minus one guys, there's a bunch of them that just torched the weekend. And they helped a lot of people make some money oh, yeah. on the weekend. A lot. Oh, yeah. of money. It, it, it completely flipped it. I mean, there there was probably it was going to be about 10 percent, six to six mm-hmm. with uh, the minus two cut. And then once it opened up to uh, minus one, then that brought the MDF into play. Um, wasn't too much carnage there. I think ZJ was the highest uh, guy that got cut after Saturday. But, yeah, it opened the door for a lot of guys to make a run on uh, relatively easy golf course Saturday and Sunday, especially in those morning conditions when it's soft and there's still a little bit of dew on the ground. Yeah, no, it was very – it was fun to watch, but it was just like, God damn it, what could have been. But uh, it is what it is. That's the game of golf. Last thing we'll talk about real quick is Mr. JT, Justin Thomas, who arguably love him or hate him because he's a very polarizing individual. He has probably been the best golfer on tour for the last, you know, nine, 12 months at least. And now he's the world number one, deservedly so, in my opinion. Any takes on JT becoming the world number one? No, I think it's, uh, I think it was inevitable just given his play, like you said, over the last nine to 12 months. Um, and, and DJ kind of just playing ho hum. I mean, he's not been the great Dustin Johnson that we've seen in the past. So it makes total sense to me. Um, and, you know, it was kind of inevitable. I mean, he's barely over DJ now, but I've heard DJ say that it's important for him to be number one. So hopefully he can, uh, you know, we might see a really good showdown at the, maybe the U.S. Open or something. Yeah, no, I was just thinking the U.S. Open could be fun, and then you get those two out there on those links courses for the British. We could see some fun golf with those two guys coming up. Uh, sure. and, and it was it was weird because at first you know, we talked last week, JT so or not DJ so cheap all these things and he goes and shoots a six under and he's close to leading after round one. And we're, I'm sitting there going, okay, it was kind of the scenario we thought about. Maybe he's pissed off and here we go. And he's kind of flailed uh, the rest of the week. Kind of, he, he just kind of floated. But yeah. um, it, it, it does tell you though, he's still very close to being that good and it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. All I mean, right. DJ, DJ not playing well, he's still better than oh, yeah. 90% crazy. out there. Um, one other guy that's inside the top 100 now, Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's up to 79, and I guess if he doesn't screw up on the last hole or two, he would have been around 50th. Uh, he's at he's 92nd, but yeah, oh, or no, he's 80th. Excuse me, he's 80th. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if he wouldn't have screwed up at the end, he'd be around 50, around give or take somewhere around there, and that gets you into those WGC events real nicely. Right. And you know, Tiger and WGC, you know, that's just that's TV right there. That would be fun. Uh, get him in match play where he's. Got that mindset with these youngsters that never had to face it before. I would love to watch that. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, last week's Mr. Hindsight article you did for Fanshare Sports. Uh, what do you got for us there? What did you work on this week? Yeah, so one thing I looked at was obviously just the top six in scoring um, and and just the overall chalk. There was only of the, uh, I think, ten guys that were the top owned, I think only one missed the cut. And uh, of the top ten on FanShare, two missed the cut. So of the top ten ta- top ten tag guys on FanShare, only two missed the cut. Um, and it was just a wild week again. Like I've got the two different tables from the top six scores from last year and this year, and it's wild to look at the pricing 
um, and who actually played well and scored well in this event. And uh, of the 12 golfers listed, only one is above 7,500, and that was Sergio Garcia last year. Um, so that, that that's that's interesting to me because it's just – I mean, like it, it, we talked about the players being very difficult to uh, – to to predict last year or last week on the pod and I mean if you look at some of these ownerships it was it's pretty crazy um and then the other thing that I looked at too was talking about or I looked at the highest tag golfer on on uh fan share and last week it was Bryson DeChambeau and so you know I was deciding between a couple guys and Bryson was one of them um, I ended up not playing him because I thought he was going to be significantly higher on than what he was he came in about 30 13 percent and that actually, for the number one guy on Fanshare, has been trending down. So if he's number one, he's actually getting lower ownership than what's projected and what he really should if he's, you know, get, got that much buzz. So that's very interesting. I kind of analyzed some of that stuff. So um, a lot more on their website. Nice. Yeah, everybody go check out Fanshare Sports. They're doing some outstanding stuff these days, getting more and more guys. Jesse's on there and a handful of other contributors really putting together quite the package so go uh check that out we take this brief break in the always pressing pga dfs podcast to talk to you about rotoware one of the greatest shirts in fantasy sports they have dfs shirts fantasy season long all kinds of great shirts they're the best quality shirts in the industry no other brand can compete with rotoware in terms of quality premium blend fabric super soft comfortable athletic fit shirts specialized printing process designed as part of the shirt literally dyed bleached into the fabric no thick ink it's ridiculous the amount of options you can find over 30 different designs fantasy football baseball hockey basketball dfs they keep coming out with more and more and more stuff men's women's kids you name it they've got it there's lots of buzz kicking up in the fantasy industry about it. People are wearing these shirts. They're representing the shirts. They are great quality shirts. And you can have one too. You can have more than one, as many as you want. Just use the promo code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, DGENS, for 20% off your order. Go to rotoware.com or go to at rotoware on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out what they have. They're giving away free shirts all the time on Twitter. But when you go to purchase, use the code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, for 20% off your order. Now back to the always pressing PGA TFS podcast. Now let's get into the AT&T Byron Nelson classic preview. Uh, Jesse, give us a little past event history. Yeah. So this, uh, well, you'll talk about it. I think in the, in the course preview a little bit more, but this is the first year at this golf course. They've been played at a couple different golf courses beforehand. So these winners are, you know, don't really matter because it's a totally different golf course. But anyways, last year, Billy Horschel was your winner. Uh, Sergio Garcia in 2016 um, won Mr. Steven Bowditch in 2015. Um, and then you have other winners like Brendan Todd, Sang Moon Bay, Jason Duffner. Like I said, brand new golf course, so doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, it's a brand new course, and it's, it's really interesting. I did read up on four or five different course previews, and I went to their website and looked at a bunch of different things. And it's just really interesting to see kind of – there's, there's a couple different hot takes, but we'll kind of give you the rundown of what the course looks like. It's called Trinity Forest Golf Club in the Dallas area, built on a landfill. And it's really weird because it's called Trinity Forest because it's surrounded by Trinity Forest, but there are no trees on the entire golf course. It is a lynx. <laughs> yeah, zero, zero trees. Part of it is because they are on a landfill, so they couldn't dig holes. They couldn't do anything. It's all against the, the policies. So they brought in dirt to create what mounds they wanted to if they didn't use what was already there. It's very much a lynx-style course. There's actually some cool articles if you uh, 
if you ask, is, is made by Ben Crenshaw and Bill Core. And it's really cool to see how they kind of got their vision as they were standing on the top of them like a hill. And it was a bunch of just grass. And they had everybody mow the grass down. And all of a sudden, they saw the undulations. And they could visualize like a lynx course out there. It's kind of cool to, to get their idea of how they, they, they saw it. It's about 7,450 yards from the tips. But they'll tell you it's going to play a lot smaller than that because it is very firm. It is very fast. You don't have to be a bomber here. It's more of a shot maker's course to see. It's to set up your second shot. It's where do you want to be to come into the greens. And these greens are um, a lot of elevated greens, a lot of very undulating greens. They're saying there's some greens it's hard just to find a flat spot. These greens are going to be around 10.5 on the stint meter, so it's not fast. But with those undulations, your speed is going to still be very critical because stuff can take off on you in a heartbeat. There's no real natural rough out there that they maintain. You have to worry about the kind of long natural grasses and native areas. But along the fairways, it's pretty wide open. Like we were talking before the pod, Jesse, you look at pictures and some stuff. You can play fairway to fairway almost and because there's nothing preventing you from doing that. Um, there is one shared green. I know we've seen it in some of the British Open courses. It's, it's pretty cool. It's between the third and the 11th greens, and it's almost the size of a football field. It takes the maintenance crew over 45 minutes to mow it every day. It's pretty crazy when you picture a green that takes 45 minutes to mow. But it's a pretty cool looking green, I guess. Um, other than that, there's 80 over 80 bunkers on the course that are in play. There's no water, so that's something to think about. Around the greens, greens, there is a lot of grass that'll make your short game become much, much more effective. Um, you did mention a past winner, Stephen Bowditch. He tweeted out a little quick thing that he loves the course. It suits all types of players because, like I mentioned, you can hit it long, you can hit it short. It's more about placing shots. Uh, he says the fairways are rolling out great uh, among the conditions of the – I'm going to probably butcher this. It's Zyosia. Zoysia. Zoysia grasses. You won't see it anywhere else in America. So that, that's what you got going there. The greens are uh, they're receptive. The putting green around the green is near impossible as they have let the greenside grass grow. So unlike a lot of Lynx courses where you can putt from off the green, you can't do it because of those grasses. So you got to be able to, to pitch and chip and – work around the undulation. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out for the first real tournament here. Uh, last thing I'll mention, I told you the yardage, a quick look at the, um, the scorecard. There's, you know, most of the stuff standard hole wise, there's like 140 yard par three. There's a drivable par four. The fits only 315 yards from the tips. There's like a 630 yard par five. So most of the holes are pretty reasonable. What you'd expect for par three, fours or fives. There's a couple long ones, a couple short ones. And we'll just kind of see how the, course plays out it's going to be hot it's going to be in the mid 90s in texas so the, the the ball should fly just fine everything should be pretty dry and firm like they said so yeah we'll check it out it's, it's definitely linksy they, they they said it's kind of like pinehurst um and a lot like the european courses not like the abandoned dunes and those as much as way more like the european courses so we'll see how it plays what key stats are you targeting this week jesse uh, one other factor too there to mention is the wind. We are in Texas. This, this golf course has no wind protection at all whatsoever. That's one reason why they got they, they're going to make the greens run so slow is because you can't have a lot of wind in fast greens because you just can't keep the ball on the green. So um, wind will be an issue. Uh, key stats. Uh, is it is, is it okay if I just say I don't know because uh, nobody's ever played this golf course before. Um, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, tee to green type of stuff. I, I'm going to factor in driving distance because I think that will be key, even though, you know, like you said, things are going to run out, but mostly green and regulation. Um, and then uh, some 
some scrambling. I, I think that will be a key stat as well. And then just guys who make birdies that like we talk about every week. Man, it's just it's one of those things where it's you know it's a weak field and the uh, we don't have any history, so it's going to be fun. We'll just we'll put it in the fun category. Yeah, like literally when I was breaking down the players I wanted to target and. It's really tough because we don't yeah. know how this is going to play out. Um, you you kind of want to look at guys that play well on links in the win, so maybe some new Euros guys that do well at the British. But, you know, it's also going to be different. It's just very, very weird. I think a lot of it's, like you said, uh, off the tee and then um, the approach into the green, maybe like 150 to 200 yards out. Might be some guys there because Jordan Speed has a quote saying, unlike a lot of uh, links courses, this could also go to what Bowditch said about you can't just putt from off the green. You need to be able to land on the green from the air. You can't run it up there. So your like your wedge game and your, your your approach shots are going to be very very important there and something to keep in mind when looking at it. But you know recent form will come into play and, and you mentioned uh, scoring will be tremendous um, on this one here. So definitely something to look at there. Um, other than that, let's get at it, Jesse. Let's look at our DraftKings plays. What do you got in the 10K and above? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, like I said, pretty weak field. So we've got three players up there, Spieth, Kuchar, and Sergio. Um, I, uh, just take a, take a dartboard and just hit one of them. Um, I mean, Spieth is top of my models. Kuchar would be second. Sergio would be third. I don't know what happened to Sergio last Sunday. He actually started off pretty well last week. And then on the weekend, 75-76. I mean, just completely trash. Uh, and he had good course history at that golf course. Now, he does live in Texas now, apparently. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. But if I'm up here, um, and, I, and I will say also, too, I think this will be a very balanced type of week where balance is probably going to be your most popular. So um, I think Jordan will get a lot of buzz, but not a lot of people will actually play him because once we get down this next couple ranges, it's just like WTF, you know. Yes. Big time. And one one thing I forgot to mention in the course preview, there are three guys playing that are members here, Spieth being one of them, um, Hunter Mayhem and Bo Hostler are all members at this course. But many have said that won't really matter because the course has never been set up like this. So who knows? But, um, yeah, Spieth is going to get a ton of buzz as he's always the buzz of this tournament, and now it's his course. But the only guy, if I was going to go up here, and everyone knows I've, I've been a lot more balanced of late, and I agree this week, balance is the key. Um, Kucher would be the guy I'd look at just because consistency. You know, we want guys to win up here, so that's why I don't like anybody up here because Kucher, you just don't see winning often. Yeah. But um, when it comes to just consistently top 20 in it and not having to stress a ton, then that's where I look to a guy like Kucher. That's why I would go up in that direction. Yeah, I would say Kuch more for cash if you're playing yes. that, which I won't be playing any, and then Speeds GPP. Oh, this is a terrifying cash week. <laughs> this is yeah. absolutely terrifying. Stay away from um, like this is the week where five of the sixes are going to make some money. I have a feeling. Um, yeah. Let's get into the, let's get into the nine Ks. You got Matsuyama who burned a lot of people last week. Billy O, Jimmy Walker, Brendan Grace, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, and Bo Hostler. What do you got in the nine Ks? Yeah, I mean, of these guys, obviously the the class of this range is Hideki Matsuyama. Now he played seventeen, the one hole, the Island Green at plus seven last week. Um, and finished plus four for the tournament. So if he just pars that hole two times, he makes the cut pretty easily. Then who, who knows what happens? So 
Is his game that bad? I don't think so. But will people see that miscut um, and steer away? Most likely. He's not been in the best form. Um, but I've lost so much money on him in the last couple of weeks that like, I think I just have to just stay on him. I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those things with the Rory guys that they just keep betting him, even though. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to happen. I mean, he's going to figure it out at some point. He's right now at this point, miscut, miscut, 19th, 49th in his last four. I mean, just not good. So, but I didn't think he'd be highly on last week and he ended up like 15%, which just baffles me. But either way, besides him, um, I think Adam Scott is a good play. I don't know if you noticed or not, if you're paying attention, but um, he's now using the long putter again, but he's not anchoring. So like he's burn hard longering it. Yep. You've noticed like, so he's just got like close to his chest, but not, and he putted really well last week, finished 11th. Um, I love him this week. Brandon Grace, another guy I can get behind. Uh, Bo Hostler, like you just talked about, he's a member, so I think he's got some merit. Um, and we're in Texas, his home state, so. Yeah, no, the Adam Scott one that's interesting also is he, I believe he needs to get into the top 60 to qualify for the U.S. Open, so he needs like a top 10 finish this week or something along, yeah. those, something along those lines. He needs to finish very high. So you know the ego and the chip that Adam Scott can bring to a golf course. Right. That, that could get really interesting this week if uh, – yeah. So I, I don't mind him. He could tilt so hard where he blows up at the same time. You know, Euros, Lynx, Golf, this could be a sneaky end. Aussies play really well in Texas for some oh, reason. Sure. So, like, you're going to hear all these narratives, but the fact that, you know, we just got done with the guy um, that had to win to get into the Masters and Ian Poulter, now we got Adam Scott that needs to just top 10 to get back in the top 60. So he's someone to definitely keep in mind. Uh, I don't hate that at all at 92. Uh, Billy Ho at 97, I think he's just going to get overlooked because he's priced up so much higher than he usually has been. But he is playing really, really good golf, and he's actually, uh, when it comes to just, you know, shots, you know, stri- striking the golf ball, sorry, he's actually hitting it really, really well right now. So I don't mind him at 97. Brendan Grace plays phenomenal in windy conditions. So if we see the conditions starting to turn that way, he makes for a very, very interesting play at 94. It's 9,000, like you said. It's way not to go up top. Uh, Jimmy Walker is a Texas native. Right. He's been playing really good golf. Mentioned him last week as a cheaper guy, obviously priced up because of the field we're in. I think he's a great play at 95. It looks like he might have figured out something for the Lyme disease because he's played really, really good golf the last month or so. Um, I love Leishman, another guy like Scott, like Grace. He's a, well, he's an Aussie, but he also plays great in the windy conditions. Bo Hosser is just tilting to me because I love him because he's been so cheap. Like, literally, I'm looking at his tags, 71, 74, 81, 73, 69, so on and so forth. Yeah. Now he's $9,000, which I think he's a really good golfer, but I don't think he's $9,000 good. That's the problem. Even in this kind of field, I just don't think he makes that price tag for me. But um, if I had to pick just a couple up here, Leishman's one of my favorites, uh, Scott and Walker as well. Uh, the Matsuyama one, I like your call there because people will see that blow up and they'll, they won't realize how he blew up. I think that's a – a good call there for ownership wise. And, you know, if DK keeps them high priced and the odds in Vegas are always where they are, they're seeing the same things you're seeing. So eventually something's going to crack through for them. Right. I'm with you. All right. So the 8,000 is where we have about 10 guys to choose from. There's only a few I'm looking at here and I'm going back to the CH three. Well, Chucky three sticks as he keeps getting it done at 8,700 bucks. Afraid he's going to be extremely chalky at that price tag, but it's one of those, if you're having a balanced lineup, you can have him and differentiate elsewhere. I don't mind him at all. Sabatini continues to just be a top 30, top 20 type guy. 
over and over again. 8,600 for him there. I don't hate that at all. Look at a guy like Grayson Murray at 8,200. He could play really well. And of course, I guess I have a feeling, you know, obviously the putter can be shaky at times with Grayson, but he's playing really well and uh, kind of keeps going under the radar compared to what he should be going. So 8,200 has him in play for me this week. Who are you liking in the 8,000s? Eight, eight yeah. Uh, I actually tweeted about this earlier about how I thought balanced lineups were going to be king. And somebody was like, well, that, you know, that's $8,000 range is uh, kind of puke worthy. And, and now I, I kind of see more of what he was talking about. Cause I, no, kind of, I just kind of went over it and didn't pay a whole heck of a lot of attention initially, whenever I first looked. And then when I, obviously when I went back and I tweeted that out and then I've, now I've gone back and looked at it more in depth and it is pretty sketch in this range. Um, so I do think that like going nine thousand and then dipping, probably you know taking one or two guys in the nine thousand range, then going down in the seven thousands is probably going to be more popular than not. Um, but besides Charlie Howell, do like him. Um, Peter Uline, I, I I think he deserves a mention. Obviously played really well one day in um, North Carolina at the Wells Fargo, shot sixty two, and then turned around and shot seventy one the next day. But he's high enough in my model at this point to to give a uh, to give some consideration to, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty pretty weird region, really. Um, I mean, Aaron Wise at eighty eight hundred just because he finished second at because I mean his, his finishes are second, miscut, thirty second, forty first, sixty eighth, thirty third, miscut. I mean, he finished second one time, and now he's eighty eight hundred dollars. I, I can't really get behind that. What you just read off there is what so many of these golfers have. And it's just why it screams GPP week. Like literally yeah, just it's, you're throwing darts. It, there's a lot of sketchiness in this field. Lot. I'll be interested to see like how the ownership shakes out. Cause I feel like this is going to play out like a Euro tour event where if you remember the last one in China, they were like all the ownership pulled with like six, yeah. seven, eight guys. And they were just super chalk. Yeah. And I feel like that that could be this week. And that's why, again, go check out Fanchair Sports, the, the content they have and, and the, the um, ownership tags that they have. It's going to be huge this week because there's a lot of guys, a lot of pivot plays, I should say, that are priced right next to some of these chalk players that are coming out. And you can easily make the pivot and see, you know, just as just the same percentage of a cut as the guy that you're going to be trying to target. So yeah. uh, definitely pay attention to ownership this week more than normal, I'd say. Let's look at the 7K range where it's I think, bigger than it's ever been, Jesse. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I'm not even joking. I kept going through it and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Like, you got to be kidding me. And there's a lot of who who is this guy? It's, why is he priced here? And then some that, okay, I can see it. What are you liking on the 7Ks? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, <clears throat> this, this, this tournament's going to be wild. Um, starting at the top, Martin Laird. I think that's probably a low price on him in this field. Finishes are okay recently, but um, he is party Marty. Keith Mitchell, I don't know what happened to him um, at the players. He MDF'd uh, 67 after starting really hot, 67, 75, 78. Um, But I I like that price on him because he makes birdies in bunches. I mean, he'll make bogeys, uh, but he will make a lot of birdies. Um, I think Neiman is interesting. My issue with him is his putter was really hot the Texas Open. Um, and and in, in either of the other two, two tournaments he's played in, which is the Wells Fargo and the Masters, he's not been able to putt. So uh, I don't know if it was just a one-off thing or if maybe he'll figure it out. But 7800 not a bad price on him because he also scores in bunches. At least he did at that Texas Open that he played well at. 
Um, one of my favorite plays down here, and this is really fucking weird to say, dude, Ben Crane. I, I, I saw him. He's a Texas boy, and he's played well lately. I don't blame <laughs> you. <laughs> ben Crane, dude. That, that's the field we're in, Jesse. Oh, <laughs> that's God. the field we're in. This is fucking weird. So Ben Crane, been playing really well recently, hitting a lot of greens, getting up and down around the greens and putting decently well. Um, his last start in Texas was the Texas Open. He finished 11th, finished 43rd at the Houston Open. So there's a couple Texas starts at 7,700. Definitely worth a look. I'll probably play at least, you know, some lineups with uh, Tom Lovelady just because he bombs it. And if this ends up turning to just a complete bomb fest, I think that I think he's an interesting play. Sam Saunders, same reasoning. Um, Sam Ryder's in play. Your boy John Huh, I don't mind at all. He's been playing really good golf except for the last two where he missed the cut. But uh, <laughs> Corey Connors, another guy who's made two straight cuts. Nothing, like, spectacular, though. I mean, we're down here at this point in a range where it's like throw a dart at the wall. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe C.T. Payne as well. I, uh, I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, no, that's pretty bad. Um, you name some Joaquin Neiman. I could see him being interesting, but Marty Laird at 79. I do like that price. I guess too cheap. I'm afraid we won't be the only ones that like that though. Yeah. So that's why I think Graham McDowell's a nice pivot there. He's uh, not flashy by any means, but on a course like this, he could succeed pretty well. We, I wouldn't be shocked to see him as a pivot there. Um, Bill Haas, 7,500 bucks has played well in Texas. He hasn't played well of late overall, but um, before this kind of slump he's been in, he was playing really good golf. He has that good approach game and around the green, so it's something to keep an eye on at 7,500. Uh, Johnson Wagner is another guy that – yeah, see, you said Ben Crane. I said Johnson Wagner, okay? Um, <laughs> he's been making cuts consistently, which is something I'm looking at on this field, and he's one of the better putters of late in this tournament at least. So Wags at 75, I'll take a look at it. I got Corey Connors at 72. Uh, I think he's that's a little too cheap for what he can bring to the table, especially if you are playing catch. He could be a little safer there. But John Huh, I like a lot. Yes, he's missed two straight cuts. But if we're talking about a shot makers type course, he does fit that. Um, you didn't mention Kevin Na. Uh, I'm, he tilts me to no end, but this seems extremely cheap for a guy like Kevin well, Na. Yeah, that's a low price on him. I just noticed that. That's extremely low on Kevin Na. So he could be chalk as well. But that's another one of those chalks that might be worth it in a field like this, maybe. Um, and then Joel Dommens, another guy I was looking at at 7,100 as a cheapie. He's been playing pretty well of late, so you can keep an eye on him as well. All right, let's go to the 6K. I'll name a couple here as it gets puke-worthy. But um, Ryan Blom at 69 is a guy that, if he makes cuts, can usually contend, but still terrifying at 69. Hunter Mahan, one of the members we talked about here, has actually played you know, T40-ish golf of late, which is crazy thinking Hunter Mahan, but 6900 bucks he could make for an actually decent play there. Um, your boy Shanks, only 6,600. I do like that quite a bit. And then if you just want to punt but have upside, because if he makes the cut, I think he'll contend, not contend to win, but like top 20, top 25. And he's 6,500 bucks, and we were all over him at the beginning of the year, and he's kind of disappeared. But Ben Silverman is a guy to keep an eye on. The talent level is there. We, we, we talked about him in our preseason, you know, rookies and all that stuff. 6,500 bucks is uber cheap for a guy that – you know, has the upside of a top 25. What do you like at 6K, Jesse? Yeah, I could see that. There's actually, I think, a pretty decent play down here. Andrew Putnam. Yep, I had um, him down. Yep. Finished eighth at the Texas Open, 32nd in, in Houston. So 
the last Texas swing he actually played pretty well at. Um, has been hitting a lot of greens. Uh, driver has been a little bit wonky off the tee, but other than that, I mean, at $6,900, I think you can do a lot worse. But other than that, yeah, this is a, it's going to be a wild region. I mean, JT Post uh, may not be a bad play, same price range. Um, man, yeah, it's I, – I do like the shank call that you made there. Uh, other than that, I, I just – this is yeah, it's gonna be weird, man. Yeah, posting and putting them two, two here probably in top ten, but which one's that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what I like about it because in weeks past the six K range, there'd be like no chance in hell we touch any of them. Yeah. Um, this week, I at least I could see these guys. Even if you get like a top twenty or twenty five out of these guys, it could be tremendous. And like you said, there's a handful of guys you wouldn't be shocked if by the end of the week, and here they are, top ten and are looking somewhat competitive. So yeah, again, GPP slate. All right. Uh, what are some of your punts on the week, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, Putnam would be number one. Uh, another guy I didn't mention at at six at seven thousand is Stegmeyer. I, I don't know if you mentioned him or not. May not be a bad play. Um, so those would be my two punts. All right. I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to use your boy Shank and Silverman. If I'm going to punt, I'm going all the way to the bottom. <laughs> um, who's your bust for the week? Oh, Lord. Man. I'm going to go with uh, Sergio. I just don't know what's going on with him at this point. Yep, Sergio's mine as well. He's been just a mess. And Weird. he's that guy that, like, that's, that's the thing is he was a mess before <laughs> he turned it. He was a mess before he turned it around, and now he's a mess again. So it wouldn't shock me if here he comes. Um, who are your core players for the week? Yeah, core. That's, yeah. that's the million-dollar question. I'll take, I'll, let's take a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Um, like Adam Scott quite a bit, and uh, I guess Ben Crane's going to be in there too, man. Yeah. Um, I like Leishman a lot, CH3, Jimmy Walker, those kind of guys, but um, I'm definitely going to have to dig in a lot deeper this week than normal. All right, this one's going to be fun because literally anybody can win this thing. Who's your winner this week? Because everyone's picking Spieth, but I, I won't be there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to pick Spieth. That's, I think that's too easy, but I, I, I think – I think Adam Scott gets back in the winner's circle this week. I don't hate that. I almost wrote him down because the more I looked into him, the more stuff I found out about how he needs to play, and he is that high-caliber player that it wouldn't shock me if he made a good push for it this week. I like that call a lot. Um, the guy I have picked this week is Mark Leishman, I think. I like that. I think Leish could, could show up at this course and get her done, so I'll be going with Mark Leishman. All right, Jesse. Any parting thoughts for the listeners on this wonderful Byron Nelson week? <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's one of those weeks where if you know if you scale back a little bit, I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, I, t- I said that last week, but you know, it, with new course, uh, field is wild, um, and we're getting uh, you know close to the U.S. Open here, so you don't want to you know spend all your money before you get there. Yeah, because before you know, we have the U.S. Open, and then the British is right behind it, so. Don't go wild because those two are going to be a lot of fun to play. But uh, with that being said, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Of course, Bucks is on Twitter at BP Snow 11. I am at BD Entrick. But check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. And then at all your places you listen to your podcast and watch them on YouTube, rate, review, like, whatever you have to do. The more we get, the better it goes. But I will not be begging for them all over the place. But with that being said, this was the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic Preview. Catch you guys next time. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the
Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.